Welcome to a McGavin Fries Quickie. Yes, this is a spoiler cast for Independence Day Resurgence. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And as usual, our podcast is brought to you by greenroom136.com bags. Uh, go to greenroom136.com on the store. Use the discount code MACYAP10. That's M-C-Y-A-P-10. Yes. This is a spoiler cast, so we're going to jump straight in. We could just spo- go spoilers from the start. Yes. We don't know. We don't spoilers have from the start. So if you haven't seen the movie or, and if you care about spoilers, then stop listening, yeah, stop listening right now. So yeah, it's 20 years later. Welcome to Earth. They're back. They're back. Cheers. And, and this time, they brought their mama with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the first movie, I was racking my brains. I can't actually remember seeing the first movie. I remember very clearly. I can't remember like what the setup was. I probably just It was 96, so I probably just went to see it in the Savoy, or I might have seen it in one of the newly opened multiplexes in Ireland. But Yeah, but before going to see it, you already had this massive build-up because of the amazing marketing campaign yeah. that the first movie and had. pre-internet, all we saw is, like, I think back at the time, we were stealing Sky Movies. Yeah. So you would get the US box office, or you get the ads. You know, in between movies, they would just fill. Yeah. And there yeah. would be those amazing trailers of that... The, the White House the, blowing up. The yeah, second, yeah. the vice, the vice president's helicopter taking off and just yeah, getting yeah, taken yeah. out in the fucking blast. Yeah, you're like, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck is this movie? But I'd already, be, I'd have talked before, I'd already gotten burned by Stargate. So my hopes, I think, were tempered when I went to see it. You didn't like Stargate? Well, I, I was expecting Star Wars. Right. When Stargate is very much, and like the first movie, this is Independence is the same, it's a B movie. See, I was, you know, I was, uh, not, I wouldn't say I was burned by Stargate, but I was, uh, I felt that I was... I felt that, that there was a little bit of uh, false advertising with Stargate because I was, I'm a huge Kurt Russell fan. Yeah. And I was expecting it to be like a Kurt Russell action movie. Mm-hmm. It ended up being a James Spader uh, movie. Which and is a I, very I, strange beast. And, and I was very torn because I like James Spader too. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I wanted to see Kurt Russell kick some ass yeah. and it never, you know, it never quite happened. I think some of the ads gave the idea that you would be watching The Rebellion whereas The Rebellion is kind of just a little tub at the end. Yeah, And yeah, uh, what's yeah. his name? Um, what, Jay Davidson? Yeah, Jay Davidson's you know, pretty weird in that movie. I know, yeah. I know, I know. That, that, that was bizarre, you know, because you're watching like the dude from The Crying Game yeah. as this, you know, he was like, he was raw, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he was the sun god, right? Anyway. Obviously, Eddie Redmayne took notes for Jupiter Rising. Ascending. You know what? I still haven't seen Jupiter Ascending. You should. He's, he definitely took I, you notes know, from that. It's, it's, it's up there with Gods of Egypt. You know, I, I want to see it just out of curiosity. But I'm like, I just... Get fucked and watch it, maybe. Okay, all right, all right. Um, but no, I mean, just talk, going back to the um, original one more time is... I, I remember very clearly uh, going to see it. I went to see it at... Um, I was living in Penang at the time, and I went to see it at uh, uh, Cathay Cinema mm. um, with this girl. I think her name was Yaling, I think. Hey, if you're listening, hi, how you doing? <laughs> I think. It's been a while. Last time I saw you was at Gardens. <laughs> I bumped into her in the lift. <laughs> and I was and I was with um, you know, I was I was I was with my my wife, like my then I think this was even before she was my girlfriend. Like mm-hmm. uh, we we had, it was our first time like first or, first or second time hanging out. You went to the mall? Well, we went for lunch. <laughs> her office, you, you know, this is when I was still at Imagine X, and yeah. her office was not too far around from the, not not too far yeah, from yeah. there. So you know, Gardens was a, a nice meeting spot. We went mm-hmm. to that Taiwanese restaurant, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, bumped into this girl in the lift, and she's like, "You remember my name?" Like, of course, I remember your name. Like, we went out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that much of an asshole. <laughs> but um, I mean, like the first the first movie blew my mind, and and I think. It's pretty safe to say that the first movie did kind of reinvent the event movie. Yeah, I mean, it was a disaster movie, but it was also... One of the things, it was very much a B movie with an A budget. It wasn't even that much of an A budget. I mean, the movie wasn't made for the budget that you would think it would have been made for at that time. Because they... 
they they found a way to do it that was pretty cost effective. It mm. was uh, predominantly miniature work. Yep. Um, and you know, I mean, there was a little bit of CG here and there, but it was it was mostly done, you know, like uh, in ca on ca in camera. Yeah. And it was just okay. I mean, it, there were so many parts of that movie that you know you you know you, you know you you uh, get a little breathless at points and. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Bill Pullman, pre you know President Whitmore, his his great his, his fucking speech, his fucking speech. It's so good. It's so good. Um, Today is the day we declare our independence. And and you can tell that that speech has lost you know none of its effect because they use that speech to market this film. Yeah. In all the trailers. And it's in the beginning. And it's the start of the movie. It is. I mean, but just in small snippets. little small little snippets. But using that speech to market this movie was a stroke of genius because. Yeah. It really riles you up, and yeah. it, it really sort of makes you remember what you loved about Independence Day. Now, coming to the sequel, basically, uh, in some ways, it's more of the same. It's um, it's twenty years later. Yeah, and um, we've had twenty years to prepare, but so yes, have they. So have they. Uh, and uh, you know, you know, the ships that fucking attacked them. There are some ships that crashed, and they use this alien technology to further human technology. So now, what we have in this, in this, um, we've got laser uh, guns and anti-grav. In this uh, theoretical future, is that we've got sort of this nice hybrid of uh, alien-human uh, weaponry. Yeah, well, it's not a theoretical future; it's a theoretical present because it's 2016. It's yes. there, 2016. Yes. yes, the Earth is being united in peace since the War of '96. You know, we've mm -hmm. gotten over our petty squabbles. We're making cool yep. tech. We've got a moon base. Yep, we have a Saturn base, but we don't know what that is. They just kind of mention. It's like oh, it's gone. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so they're preparing. You know, all of this, all this technology. Assuming that uh, they're preparing for these aliens to come back in some way. Although most of uh, humanity seems to have uh, sort of relaxed and figured, hey, 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 it's gonna be all right. Yeah. Uh, and the only person who's really sort of paranoid about it is Bill Pullman's President Whitmore. Yeah. And to be a certain extent, Jeff Goldblum. I mean, Jeff Goldblum's job in this movie is that he's basically tasked with making sure that we're ready he's if, head of earth space defense yeah so like if this ever happens again jeff goldblum is the man but mm. the only one who's really sort of convinced that they're coming back is bill pullman who is some worse for wear after having his mind probed by the alien in the first movie yes yes um he's yes he's a broken man yeah he's a broken man he looks good with a beard though he does. He does. One thing I one thing I must say, like uh, they've managed, with the exception of Will Smith, they brought everyone back. Yeah, They're everyone, even <laughs> even Robert Loggia. Yeah, which is weird because we were checking that up for the dead. BFM. He's passed He's away. He's passed away. So they either when I watched it the first time, so I've seen it twice now. Is it Loggia? Loggia, Lo Loggia, right? Yeah. In the the first time I watched it, all throughout high school, I called him Loggia. Loggia, <laughs> Loggia. We were not sure when I, I saw Suduma from BFM. We did a little review on that. We were talking about this as well. But he did pass away just in August 2015. So they might have shot his scene. But the one where he makes that quick look, there's that little look between him and Bill Pullman. Yeah. You're like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, But he yeah. does look a little CGI in that. He does, he does. But the, the scene before that, he does look normal. And yeah. it's just, that's, and it's, it that, says it's a nice. lot. That was it's nice. A, it's a real nice thing nice. to bring and that when, back. And when uh, President Whitmore sort of comes up, this is okay, this, uh, just to put a little bit of context. I mean, like, what we told you about the story, that's really all you need to know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and David Levinson is kind of in, in researching some shit about a shit that was uh, left behind. But the president wants him to be there for uh, the big celebration to celebrate the 20th yeah, anniversary. Yeah, the 20th anniversary of the uh, alien invasion. Bill Pullman's getting headaches. And Bill Pullman's getting headaches, and he's like convinced that they're fucking coming back. Um, and he crashes this uh, celebration in order to warn the people. And when he does, uh, when he's announced, that, like, there's another really nice bit with Robert Loggia where Robert Loggia like, applauds him. Yes. You know, and I thought that was very nice. There, yeah. there are lots of very nice moments yeah. in, in this, if, especially if you are a fan of the original. There's lots of nice little nods that are, that's done in a way that's not quite, you know, it's, you know, um, 
it's it actually makes sense mm. you know it's not just fan service it's like know? it's a pity that they weren't able to hide the fact that Will Smith's not in this movie because there's that moment where they introduce his son and you see the back of his head yeah. and there is a publicity it's shot it's yes. actually it's one of the posters it, it from Independence Day on the wall with yeah, Will Smith yeah, 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 and he yeah. walks in he's like ah Captain Hiller and then it's like oh snap it's not Will Smith yeah and unfortunately you miss Will Smith a bit the newer cast is a bit more cardboardy but one of the things about the original movie that was it was an ensemble piece on returning characters, you know, we do get as well, Vivek A. Fox comes back. Yeah. yeah. She's a stripper in the original, right? Yeah, but now she's, she's, a, now she's a, like, a Dr. seems to be in charge of yeah. a fucking... <laughs> and she eats it hard. With her yeah. fucking son watching. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, snap. Yeah, yeah. No, that was nice. That I was like Because like, that, that, that shows you, yes, all these people are here, but it's again... And I think for as much as Will Smith's star has risen and kind of waned a little bit since then, yeah. it wasn't just a Will Smith vehicle, the first one. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it wasn't a... It, uh, but you know, it's not about that. It's just like exactly. you, it's just that you've got everybody back. Yeah, and I think that's nice. It's, it's it's an ensemble piece. Yes, and it works as an ensemble piece for me. But I did miss Will Smith. Mm. I missed his energy. I missed his humor. I missed his charm because the the guy that um, Jesse Usher, I believe, is the actor who's playing his son. Yeah. I mean, he does he does what he, he what he can with the material that he's given, but he's just no substitute. And also, he's very much a secondary character. He is. He is very they, much. They so. put most of that into Liam Hemsworth. Yes. Yes. Um, who unfortunately is not. Lee, his bro- it's not his brother, Chris. Yes. No, he's not. You know, I mean, Liam Hemsworth. You know, this is a character who's just so badass that um, he's just not allowed on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too badass for Earth. You know. Um, I mean, it, it's it's an interesting film. I I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. Right. I didn't love it. Um, it's got it's got some moments that I find are, are, are pretty thrilling. I mean, uh, so, some of the action sequences are very nicely done. Some of the effects work is great. Yeah, the tech is cool. Yeah, I mean, that was always what I thought is like the first movie is very much a B movie with sci-fi elements, yeah, writ large. Yeah, this is very much they've they've gone the sci-fi route. They have gone like the further yeah. sci-fi. Like they've embraced those sci-fi yeah. bits. They're not I'm, they're not afraid of it. I mean, what I thought was uh, I mean, what I do commend the film for is when it was first announced that they were doing a sequel to this film. Uh, I think there was a very sort of cynical reaction, um, where it's, it just feels like a cash grab, uh-huh. um, and there and there is that element to it. But they have found a way to expand the story. Yeah. Um, that I was sort of surprised with. I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. You're talking about the sphere. I mean, the sphere is one bit. I mean, I love the fact that at the end of the movie, it just suddenly turns into a kaiju film. Yes. You know, I mean, like, that uh, that was the, my favorite bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, I mean, that was like, okay, I, I, I like this. Yeah, because I couldn't mention that on the BFM one because we were going spoiler free. But, yeah, like, it, it does turn into a fucking... And it's, and it turns into a monster movie at the end of it, like a real full... It's, it, 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 it abandons the sort of, like, alien invasion sci-fi roots and becomes a full-on sort of, like, weird Godzilla-esque kind of movie that I really, really liked. And what that really surprised me was some of the effects work earlier on. So, like, you've got a lot of... Um, a lot of it, I think it's just like, you know, the, the, the scene where when the alien mothership comes this time, its gravity is so strong, as it's circling the Earth, it picks up a lot of shit, including the Twin Towers, and mm-hmm. it fucks over Singapore. Mm-hmm. And that all shit comes down, and while that's coming down, um, Jeff Goldblum and Hemsworth, a few other people, are on with these cool-looking space togs. Space togs, nice design. Mm-hmm. I like those. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're flying through. They're, they're kind of caught in the gravity as well until they get to Earth and they can escape it. But that scene where they're flying through it, it's lit, it's lit orange and red. And I, there's something about special effects when they're in that color. It reminds me of the mummy. And the lighting not matching things. And it just seems like unreal. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy that the climax happens during daylight. Yes. And yes. it's all super clear and it all looks super cool. So yeah. when you see this giant rampi- rampaging queen alien yeah. romping across the salt flats towards yeah, yeah. Area 61, it's 
awesome looking. Fifty one. Fifty one. Yeah. Sixty one. Yeah. No, no. I mean, again, the fact that it's in the fact that it's in full da- uh, daylight. Yeah. Is always cool. I mean, that's also one of the issues that I have with Pacific Rim is that everything's in the, everything's at night, night when it's raining. When it's raining. And, you know, it, it, it does get a little boring after yeah. a while to watch that. Because usually they do that if they're trying to hide something in the effects. Yeah. And I really appreciate the fact that this took place in the day. I mean, like, that, that was... Like, the sphere, as an idea, I like. Execution was a bit weird, like, when, when, she, when, when it started speaking to them in English. So, if, yeah, so the, the, the sphere is basically... I think it's lovely. Its introduction is lovely because it turns up and they're just like, fucking hit it. It's like it's the same as when I like, just hit it with nukes in the first yeah, one. Yeah, who yeah. was that weasel-looking motherfucker? He passed away a couple of years ago who was the, the Secretary of Defense in the first movie. You know, he's the one bad guy in the movie. The one human bad guy. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> um, but okay, so so you got all these like you know after the invasion, people start drawing you know these like uh, drawings, doodlings of this sphere starts mm. to uh, appear out of nowhere. Which is again, it's a nice tie into the fact like you know the aliens when they grab you with your tentacles, they can talk through you, and there's this psychic residual thing, and it's a very just throwaway cool lines like. In Africa, these guys have fought a ground war against the aliens for yeah. 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've had more connection with them because of that. And that's a nice sci-fi idea. Yeah. And it, it also is a nice plot point, a plot point shortcut. Yeah, to use, to use a little bit later. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, those things are all fine. It's just that, um, and, and, and <laughs> it's all incredibly convenient. And, and, it's all sort an of, and, and it's all sort of like out of nowhere. James Rebhorn's that guy's name. James Rebhorn, yes, yes, that's right. Yes, he's he's awesome. He's so Weasley in that fucking yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, he's Weasley in everything. Yeah, he, he was good. the he was the 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 Baird School principal in Scent of a Woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are in the Baird School, not a barracks. <laughs> um, but uh, I I don't find that to be something to really complain about because these are all things that the first movie suffered from as well. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, went to see it with my wife and you're watching, walking out of there and you're like, well, that made no sense. I mean, yes, it made no sense, but neither did the first one. I think it's not that it made sense. No, no, I mean, I mean, I mean it's, like, it's very rushed. You know, no, in terms, of, in terms of like how you go from almost being destroyed to getting the upper hand is incredibly convenient and really doesn't make sense. Like in the first one, they get the upper hand because Jeff Goldblum gives them a computer virus. Yeah, and they have a ship. Is, they have a it, ship lying around for the previous yeah, time. which is bullshit. Yeah, you know, which is bullshit. But you don't care because <laughs> they install you, Windows ninety five on it. And that's yeah, the problem. exactly. It's like you don't care because you want. By then, you're already on board, and you're like, "Fuck it, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Let's kick some alien ass." Yeah, you know, and you don't quite have that build up with this one. So by the time they sort of inject, by the time they uh, introduce the equally ludicrous plot that they get for them to win this time, yeah, you 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 can see the holes. I mean, like for me, that that was a bit of an issue because for me, the movie had no real sense of. I didn't really get like a build. Mm. Whereas in the first one, in the first one, it did have this sort of potboiler thing where it kind of you could feel the build towards the big fight. Yeah. Whereas in this one. I didn't really get that. It well, kind of felt like it was coasting, coasting on just being entertaining, 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 entertaining. And then suddenly they introduce this big plan, but it never really takes off until the alien queen turns up. Mm. And then, but by then it feels like a different movie, but like, you're like, eh, fuck it. I, yeah. I, I like this. Because for know? me, what I think it was, for me, that was expectation breaking because the first movie think for this kind of movie and for these kind of producers as well, I, you know, it's going to be a rehash of the first movie. Like, even, yeah. you know, people have said this, and I came out of The Force Awakens very happy, but The Force Awakens is Star Wars. Yes. It's the first one. No, I mean, this, this I will give them credit. It is, it is, it is a rehash to a certain extent, mm. but they have found 
new spins. Yes, and I think that maybe the what you saw as a lack of build-up, I saw as like nice fake-outs. Like they get their shit together. They've got an attack plan. They go in. It looks like it's, 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 it's not working at first. They find an in. They fly their fighters inside the ship. It looks like it's all going to go well. And then, boom, they've been fucking baited. No, I mean, but the thing is, you saw that coming. Knew something was coming. You, but then they do it you, again with the fake sphere. They have, a fake, they have the dummy with the yes, fake sphere. Yes, yes, and they yes. build it up with Bill Pullman's going to sacrifice yeah, himself. Yeah, and when, yeah. even when that happens, you're like, oh, he just sacrificed himself and that's it. Yeah. And it is like, it's not over. Yeah. But you knew it was going to be over because, no, because, because, because of the way it's framed. It's not framed as like the big sacrifice and the music yeah, swells. Yeah, yeah. If they had if they had maybe spent a little bit more time on that, that but, made but, it seem like an ending and then kept going, it would be more of a, an enjoyable But I also ha- I had an issue with that though because regardless of the fact that it's 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 uh, not the real ending, you are still sacrificing a major character. Yeah. And I didn't feel that. I think because it was rushed. It was. It, it was, feel that bit it, feels it, rushed. It felt. It felt incredibly rushed. And, and when, I, and when just, he has a sacrifice, it, the music's not swelling. No, you, you're not getting that adrenaline rush. Regardless of whether it was the real ending or not, yeah. it felt like it was a very throwaway moment when it shouldn't have been a throwaway yeah. moment. They you should have made losing. that feel like an ending. Yes, and then it would have even been more of you, a good punch are, when the queen raises from the wreckage. Yes, yes, you are. You know, they should have done. They, they should have done it like the way James Cameron did it in the first Terminator when Carl Reese dies. You think like he's done what he can to fucking kill this thing, and then suddenly, you know, the Terminator comes back and with no skin. With no skin, and this, I never really got that, you know, and and I felt that that was a wasted opportunity. Because, I think that was rushed, because yeah. Bill Pullman is is great in this. Yeah, like all of the returning original cast members, not only are they good in this, they blow the new cast right out of the water. Yeah, they're wet cardboard. Like right out of the water. The, and the new cast, all of them, without with no exception, all of them are forgettable. Yeah. Liam Hemsworth, forgettable. Yeah. Jesse T. Usher, forgettable. Micah Monroe, forgettable. Micah Monroe's Jake, is he? Oh, no, he's the kid, is he? Micah Monroe is Patricia Whitmore. Oh, uh, Mike, yeah, yeah. And then there's the other kid whose name I can't remember. Uh, I looked it up. I had to look it up twice. What? The guy... Nicholas, Nicholas Wright. Is it Nicholas Wright? I think it's Nicholas uh, Wright. No, Nicholas Wright is Floyd. We'll get to him in a bit. There's a fucking problematic thing going on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then and then you got, like, Angela Baby... Uh, the, the the shameless pandering to the Asian market. Yeah, I mean, it's, the fact is, when you see... It just gets to a point where it's like... I mean, come on. Why don't why don't we just have a two and a half hour movie of fucking Tom Rothman just going down on fucking Jack Ma or some shit? <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, w- w- what is the point? You know, Travis Tope is uh, he's Charlie, Charlie, the the, the right, co-pilot. Right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the moment you see um, Jake talking to Laura over, is it Laura Whitmore? No, what's the daughter's name? Uh, Patricia. Patricia. That's mean their names are. They don't matter. Yeah. But when they're talking from Earth to Moon on on QQ... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been other movies where Skype... They've had Skype calls, and there's a big fucking Skype logo in the corner, which yeah, you don't yeah. get on a Skype call. Yeah, yeah, but this yeah. is, like, super... like, And then the call gets terminated, and it's like, thank you for using QQ. It's like, oh, hello, China. Yeah. And, you know, you, and, and, and would you like some moon milk? Yes. Would you like What's some... What's moon milk? Moon milk is some fucking... I don't... God knows, but it's full of Chinese writing on it. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's so blatant. Yeah. It's so blatant that anyone with half a brain doesn't see it as part of the story. Mm. It is just fucking... Get those Chinese books. You know, just jerking China off. Yeah. And it's, it's, the there's, war, there's, it's the Warcraft strategy, it's called there's, now. There's got to be a more creative way of jerking China off yeah. than, than just doing it like that, where it's so in your face. Anytime you fucking see, like, you know, like, uh, where, like when Chin Han turns up, who's not, Chi- who's not from China, he's Singaporean, by the way. <laughs> you, know, you know, when, when Chin he's Han... He's your uncle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. Chin Han turns up... In in the back of my mind, it's like I cannot see him as a real character because I already know exactly why he's there. Yeah. Same thing when Angela Baby turns up, and I'm just like, and oh, there's and no subtitles for them. 
when they're speaking Chinese, there's there's subtitles a certain parts, but when she and him, her start him talk start talking, really? Yeah, for, uh, for, I, I, I had subtitles. There was subtitles for certain parts, but not for other parts. So I when he when he comes over, when Jin Han comes comes over and starts giving out to Jake Morrison, yeah, there's no subtitles. For I know, that. I know, but that's part of the joke because yeah. Liam Hensworth then has a line saying like he, he knows he does he knows he doesn't speak Chinese. So basically, it doesn't matter. Mm. It, well, that's really what it is. It's like yeah. nobody gives a fuck, yeah. you know. But all of the lines that we should know, the subtitles are there, yeah. you know. And it's like, and just you know what? As a general rule, I cannot take anyone called Angela Baby seriously. She's all right. She's not that. I can't. What was she in? She's been in some other stuff that I because I recognize she, she, her. She's from like a else. pop star. Or no, something. I know that, but she definitely turned up in something else. I'm sure she's turned up in something else, but I cannot take that. Agent Forty Seven. She's in that. That's probably where I know her from. I cannot take that shit seriously, especially <laughs> especially when it's one word. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like. Also, the character she's playing is called Rain. I know, Rain Liao. Oh, Rain Liao. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's raining Liao. Raining damn heavy Liao. <laughs> you know, so it's unfortunate because it doesn't even matter if they're good actors or not. Yeah. It's just that anyone who is even just the slightest bit aware of economics yeah. understands why they're there and it takes you out of the movie. And the wet blanket Newcast is slightly disappointing because this is a really good baton passing movie. Mm. Like if for all the sh- shit that's going to happen with, yeah. with uh, Ghostbusters, yeah. this is a really good way. Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman, they get equally as much time as the new cast. Yeah. And yeah. that works really well, but it is, yeah. it's still a passing of the, the, the guard. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the new cast is completely disposable. Yeah. Completely disposable. They're, they're given very little to work with. I mean, I'm not, not saying it's their fault. They're not really given a whole lot to do. The and, giant and, robot sphere kind of overacts them. Yeah. And, and, and this is another thing, is that this, it's like, structurally, it's a pretty decent story. Yeah. Dialogue-wise... It's pretty bad. There's not many zingers. It's pretty bad. I mean, and, and, and what zingers there are don't really land. I think and, uh, I think even uh, Jesse Usher's line about uh, that's what I call a close encounter is kind of buried in the mix. Yeah, like I mean, did you go through this? Like, because uh, I thought there was something wrong with um, the sound system. The dialogue is kind of low. Maybe. And, and especially when there's an action sequence going on, yeah. a lot of the dialogue felt a little drowned out. A little bit. I think the second time more, but the first time I saw it in IMAX, I think it was a bit, maybe a bit better with the better sound system. Because I saw it in IMAX, and, oh. I, and I felt that the dialogue was... The, the, was the, the, the mix was, was a little off. I was almost... When Jeff Goldblum... So there's the... You know, Jeff Goldblum's dad turns up again. Um, Judd Hirsch, right? Yeah. Um, Who looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't ate the day. He looks exactly the same. Was he that old in the first one <laughs> that it's like, I can't get any older? You yeah, know? I, mean, yeah. I just look like He's that. He's hit the limit. Um, but, you know, he does drop the nice lines. You know, my mate Dave loves that line. You know, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my David. And like, yeah. he's like, we, we can go to you know, yeah, one place that's safe. We go see my David. We go see my David. No, no, that was nice. That's that nice. nice. But and, no, no, when, and also, when, like, when, when the bus comes in, it's like, who is this blind fucking <laughs> Yeah, they're like waving. It's like, who's this? What's like, there's a, there's, a, there's, this, there's a tall, gangly man waving at us. Like, that's tall, my David. Man. That's my David. That's my David. What I was really disappointed in as well, for Zinger-wise... Jeff Goblin ends up taking over this bus of kids because they're driving straight in the middle of a nuclear blast zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and like, get behind the line. Yeah, 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 get behind the line. That's a nice line. Yeah. But when he's driving it and he's trying to get somewhere, I was screaming at the screen, just please say, must go faster, must go faster, must go faster. Must go faster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been a wasted opportunity. What a that, wasted opportunity. Yeah, because I think, was it, he said it first in Jurassic Park and then he said it again in um, Independence Day because Jurassic Park was first, right? So... And I think Spielberg was pissed that he used the same cadence and the same delivery in both movies. I remember right, hearing right, this a while ago because it was a cracked or someone pointed it out that Jeff Goldblum said the same thing in both movies. Because you know when they're getting away from the T Rex, he goes, yeah. "Must go faster, must go faster." I thought that was a real wasted opportunity. I wanted to hear that. I wanted to hear "Welcome to Earth" or something like that. You know those little those old zingers from the old movie. 
Bill Pullman, particularly what you said about his speech, he does get to give a speech in a hangar. And you see people turn around, it's like, it's, it's, almost, it's not quite it. But it's still nice to have that tie to the original, I thought. I see, I, I, felt, I felt the complete opposite. Mm. I felt that, because uh, I saw what they were trying to do, and it was just like a, you know, it was like, it just... We've raised an entire generation to think about unity and no, peace, to, and to that me, is sacred. No, no. That to, line got me. No, to me, to me, the, uh, I have no issues with the dialogue. I just like had issues with the fact that they were trying to turn it into one of those speeches mm. where people heard him and there was a little bit of a swell in the score, but it never really went anywhere. Mm. And as soon as that bit was over, I was like, you know what? That would have been so much more effective if it was just between two people. Maybe. You know, like... The, but then you wouldn't see the crowd. If, if you're going to have people turn around... Yeah, there was like, a lot of oh, ground crew going... There was a lot guy? of ground crew going like, oh, he's speaking, he's yeah. speaking. Oh, we're going to get a speech in this motherfucker. You know, and... And when it didn't go anywhere, it just sort of like fizzed out. You yeah. just like, it would have been so much more effective if, if if he had just said that to, who was he talking to at the time? Was it was it, it was David? It was Jacob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been so much better if it was just between the two of them. Silla Ward gets a nice line when the aliens invade uh, Cheyenne Mountain, which always gets fucked. I thought Cheyenne Mountain got fucked in the first one as well. And mm. uh, she's just like, it's just, it's, there will be no peace. Yeah, there will be no peace, and then like she gets. Fired. No, she was a, she was a pretty badass president in yeah. the sense like you know she's not afraid to fucking like you know give the orders like yeah. take them out you know, blah 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 you know take out the friendly alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which so that's that's the thing about embracing. And then the Brett Spiner, don't forget Brett Spiner. So this is the that was the Brett thing. Spiner. I was I was super fucking happy to see that he was returning, and then the fight that so much of the movie is he's given a lot of time, yeah. and the other guy he's talking to is the same guy. From, yeah, the two of them were uh, they, they, they were they were the, uh, the the they were partners in the first film. Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> uh, fuck. Listening, this is the podcast where we just listen to people. Look at fucking... You know, you really should have like just... Look this fucking, up. It's John's story. John's story? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, there's, there's moments that... I mean, fair dues to a fucking sequel to a big movie where they spend time of like their relationship. You know, it's almost... There's almost some gay love going on there. Yeah. Like, you know, there's the whole, like, the orchids thing and the little knitted uh, scarf he gives him. It's like, yeah. it's supposed to be a sweater. And, like, they give Oaken so much play. And it's great to see Brent Spiner again without the data makeup. And you don't see him enough these days. It's, it's just great. He gets a manic energy. And you'll notice from Malaysian releases, there's a lot of slow down shit. Yeah. When he's walking so you don't see yeah, his yeah, ass in ass, the fucking yeah, uh, yeah, hospital yeah, yeah. gown. <laughs> but I really, I really like what they did with him in this. I mean, in the first one, he felt like, Oh look, it's that guy from Star Trek. Mm. And this is like, oh look, it's Doctor Oaken. Yeah. No, I mean, like, again, like, there's lots of things to like. As if, as a fan of the first film, they really do make a a very serious attempt to give the returning characters something to do. Yeah. They're not just there because they were in the first one. Yeah. They they are major players in the in the plot. Yeah. Um. And I I really really like that. I just felt that as a you know okay. Put it this way, as a science fiction, as an old school science fiction um, adventure, it's very entertaining. Yeah. It's very entertaining. And to, and to speak to that, I, I like the fact that they introduced a new Reese of Alien mm -hmm. to deal with. Mm -hmm. They set up very clearly that they want a sequel. And they set up uh, this refugee planet, which is like... You see, I, I didn't like that. You didn't like that? I mean, I, I would have preferred it if you just ha if you just hinted to it, as opposed to going all out and going, we're going to kick Let's some ass. Let's go eggs. kick some ass. You know, I mean, like... It is, it's a very much a... Do you remember that? One of the, the first movies that when I was growing up that I realized that, you know, not everyone gets a sequel. Do you remember Biggles? Oh, Jesus. Right? Fuck, I haven't heard that in... But at the end of Biggles, they have like you know a setup for the next movie that was never fucking made. Yeah, and you see, and, and I, I mean, like I, I'm 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 generally against endings like that. Yeah, 
You know, I mean, you can hint to something. Yeah. You know, but please, like, like to me, like the the best way to hint towards something is the ending of Batman Begins. We know where. Oh, the like, playing card. You know, like yeah, it's like leaves a calling card. Anyone who knows anything about the property knows exactly, exactly what's going, what's on, going on. But if you don't know, it's, it's like okay. it, it doesn't matter. And it's not like next time, maybe. Yeah, you know. Whereas this, I mean, this is very much like okay, how long do I have to wait to see this? Because it's it, it, it's it, it's the kind of ending they do on a movie when they've already halfway through shooting the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did. I like that. So the sci-fi elements. Come back to that. The introduction of a new species. I think they did a really nice like. They can say it's not a sci-fi movie because like. The aliens don't have a name. Yeah. The, the robot, the computer thing, he calls them. And the idea that the 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 helpful alien transcended their physical, uh, they yeah. live in cyberspace. Yeah. That's just a throwaway cool idea. It's like yeah. it's great that we're getting those ideas in yeah. a big Hollywood blockbuster. And they have a refugee planet. We're going to have loads more aliens in the next one, hopefully. Mm. Um. Uh, the I don't, I don't think we're getting a third. You don't think so? I don't think so. I mean, it's tricky. Okay. okay. If we do get a third, it won't be because of the U.S. gross. Yeah, it'll, it'll be because of China. It'll be because of the international grosses. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mm. mind a third. But, I'm interested but, to see but where I, it but goes. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not desperate for a third. I mean, mm. I wasn't desperate for a second. Yeah. You know, no one was. No, no one was asking for an Independence Day sequel. But I like that line they go because they never name the aliens. Yeah, and and one thing. That None was, of the aliens are given names. And I and I forgot how much I actually like. The design of the aliens. Yes, oh, Patrick Tautopoulos' design. Yeah, yeah. And you know and, from the, and, the original and I, movie... And I had forgotten that... They were suits? They, they were suits. Yeah, I had forgotten they were suits. You know the story from the first one is that Patrick Tautopoulos had two ideas. One, because they have the, the tie-in to... The original has the tie-ins to Area 51 with the, the aliens landing, uh, crash landing mm-hmm. before. And they never able to get it working before it turned on. And they asked Patrick Tautopoulos to do to, uh, to do two designs. One is like the more alien gray style. And the other one is the giant tentacle motherfuckers, mm-hmm. which are cool looking. I like those. Mm-hmm. They're all knuckles. They're all like when that when that one when they kill that one in the prison. The idea that they've they've had all the aliens in a prison in Area Fifty One and they've been catatonic for twenty years and they all start waking up and the guys like saying, "Why are they screaming?" And Oaken's like, He's like they're, "They're not, not screaming. screaming. They're celebrating." They're celebrating. I, I love and that. I like that. No, no, no. I mean, there were a, there, there are a lot of little bits in there to like. It's it's when you look at it as a whole. I know. Yeah. It's but, when you look at it as a whole. I just, I, I mean, okay. I was entertained and underwhelmed at the same time. If that's even possible. You were underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed. Yes. You were entertained. You know, but having said that, it coasts on the charm of the original, the yeah. original cast. Um, oh, and we should say, we should, shout out to, um, what's her name? Is it Charlotte Gainsbourg? Charlotte Gainsbourg, yeah. She's like, she might as well not be in this movie. I just found it, when she turned up, I was like, wow, you're the last person I expected to see in a movie like this. Yeah. After seeing you in fucking, you know, Nymphomaniac and Ant- Antichrist. Melancholia, you know, Antichrist, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. You're just like, because she's hardcore. Yeah. Like in those movies, she's fucking hardcore. But this is, and to see her in some popcorn movie like this. But she's kind of awful. Like, she doesn't feel she's tied not, into she, anything. She's, she's not awful. She's just out of place. Yeah. And that's not her fault. She's not given much to do. Hmm. She is there just so Jeff Goldblum has someone to kiss almost kiss in the end. Yeah. You know? It's the same thing with, like, Angela Baby. It's like, there's no reason for you to be here other than the fact... That you're going to get off with Charlie. That you, you know, and you're going to get off with Charlie. No, you know, no, no, dinner first. Ah. <laughs> dinner first I did like so going back to the tech and everything I like the fact that this alien spaceship has its own ecology which is handy luckily we can breathe their air that's good do you, do you think like just uh, do you think that, like the people who made War of the Worlds Goliath might watch this and go fuck, oh, fuck. you <laughs> fuck you yes because there's so many things yes 
Very much so. So many things. Yeah. Even down to the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even down to the ending. The War of the Worlds Goliath ends with like, Mars! Oh, yeah. We're coming! Yes. You know, you know, and it's like, it's... You know, fuck, man. I, I was watching that just going... Fuck, you know, I, you know, can you imagine? Did someone send Emmerich a DVD? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's a good idea. Liam Hensworth does have one good moment, which is where he pisses on the alien spacecraft. Like, that's a nice callback to the, the original, where they're like, you know, they're hiding, yeah, like, yeah. with the shutters going, like, quick hide. No, actually, actually, when they get in there, and, like, it's got its own ecosystem, and they're in, they're in the side of the water. It, it's and space all, now. Yeah, 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 like, that was, that was... Interesting and cool. That was a cool idea. Yeah. Execution? Mm. Because... The problem with doing things like that is that you, it's it's the same thing that happened in the first movie, but in the first movie you didn't give a shit, yeah. is that you got this super intelligent alien race that never thinks that maybe these people are under the water. Yeah, or also <laughs> that they don't build doors on their spacecraft, they just, just leave the hangar bay doors open. Just things like that, you know, it's like... Open the pod bay doors, how? You know, and it, and it just goes, you know, people who, yeah, it's just it's just logic things like that. That kind of bug you, and that you, and 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 watching it, you kind of remember. It's like when I saw the first one, I was like 14, 15, mm -hmm. You know, my grasp of uh, sort of how much I cared about something making complete sense was not quite as big as it yeah. is now. Yeah. You know, but again, you know, like a lot of it doesn't make sense, but it it that's not the issue. It mm. doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as it's fun, and the movie. One th I mean, one thing about Roland Emmerich that has always been uh, quite true is that he does have a pretty good sense of fun. Yeah. Um, in all of his movies, you know, and his all of his movies have humor. Whether or not the humor works is something else entirely. Yeah. But there's always this attempt to have humor. He did Godzilla, didn't he? He did Godzilla. Yeah, because right? the, the moment of like the, the, the trailer moment they put in the movie for Godzilla of the old man running along the yeah, boardwalk yeah, yeah, yeah. was very much that feeling with Judd Hirsch on his boat going yeah. like, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, and I think I think it's nice they kept that multi per, view, was, the multi person but, viewpoint but, from the original, but, like but with the, the kids and the bus and stuff yeah. like that. And like, it's nice to have that little element of like you must have faith. Yeah, I think it was nice to keep that to keep that ground level. There was that sort of um, mm. you know there was that uh, sort of fake out kind of halfway through the film where you thought that um, all the new cast die. You know, all where, the new cast. You know, like where Liam Hensworth and uh, fucking. You know, Captain Hill. Oh yeah, when they attack the alien when ship. They attack the alien ship and they go in to, yeah. to attack the queen and the queen. And we have to say there. the idea of a queen where you kill it and then everyone else dies is a massive copper. Avengers done it, everyone's done it. It's like just everyone's done it. Yeah, and it's no, a no, super no, copper. No. There are a lot of things in this movie that you've seen before. Yeah. Like in terms of the idea. You yeah. you've seen that idea done before. The whole idea of an alien queen. Yeah. I mean Hello Cameron. Yes. Just saying alien queen. Yes. You know. There's only one alien queen and yeah. she's a badass bitch. Yes. And you need a power fucking you see the suit of power armor to so, fight. So that in cow. terms of originality, you know, you can't really uh, no. you can't really sort of defend this movie. But then again, you couldn't def you know You couldn't defend the first one. No. You couldn't defend the first it's one. It's like it's like I'm gonna probably annoy some people here, but it's like the Harry Potter shit, right? If you're a sci-fi or fi fantasy fan and you you know, you read you, I haven't read the Harry Potter books, but you watch the movies or whatever, and it's all the you know, the Gryffindors, the fucking what was it, the the bird thing? The Griff mm. there's a Griffin in it, right? You know, the elements of the magic and the different uh, the werewolves, all this kind of stuff. She's it's a remix type. Yeah, it's and not, the, it's, it's it's is very much similar yeah, to that. It's nothing new. What yeah. I was surprised was the elements that they they took that, that did extend it, like I said, the new alien races, having it a computer alien race, introducing that like, we might have allies out there. I, yeah. I really liked all that having, kind of stuff. Turning the third act into yeah. a kaiju movie. You yeah. know, yeah, just just things just like that. That shot of the queen just rampaging along yeah. the salt no, flats. It's great. It's so great. good. Yeah. 
Um, and the tech, I really like the design of the tech. I mean, it's one of the things, it's one of the, it brought me back to those days of getting Starburst or other magazines, at the local, like SFX magazine, because you didn't have the internet and you weren't getting constant set shots and looking through those photos. And like, I used to get home and sit down on the bed and look at these cool photos of cool things. Because even when they released the ship, that they did a little bit of that for this when they released the, the photos of like the new fighters and the, the space tugs. Space tugs are pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I like the space tugs. I want a space tug. They're kind of cool. But like seeing those elements, it brought, it's an old school movie in that way, but in the way that the old, old one was as well, the old one was an old school B movie, just bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for me, I've seen a, a couple of sniffy reviews online. For me, I mean, again, there's the Stargate thing. When I saw the, the original, it's like, yeah, it's a great movie, my youth, I love it and all that kind of stuff, but I don't like, it's not Star Wars. It was never going to be Star Wars for me. It was, it was, I'm really happy with what they, what they did with this. For this one, I was like, oh, they didn't fuck it up. No, they so didn't. So for me, my expectations were slightly more tempered, I think. Right. You see, like, uh, no, no, I, I agree with you. They didn't fuck it up, but they didn't knock it out the park either. Hmm. That, that's pretty much where, where I'm at. Was your cinema screening full? Um, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, it seemed pretty full. Okay, because we went last night again to Pavilion at, like, 11.30? Half empty. Right. I mean, mine was a, mine was a 9 p.m. IMAX screening. Mm. And, um, I mean, I was sitting in the, uh, like, the, the top row. Yeah. And Me too. Um, I couldn't see downstairs. I don't know how many people were downstairs, mm. but uh, the top row uh, was full. Mm. I mean, the top, I mean, the, 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 the balcony section yeah. w- was full. Balcony section where? In IMAX? Yeah. In Munitama? Yeah. It's not really a balcony. Like well, the, the bit before the steps. Yes. Yeah. It's because it, it drops off a bit. It's not a balcony. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's know, not like we're talking Leicester for, Square here, for, motherfucker. For lack of a better word. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> well, as architecture, it's not a balcony. Um, no, I mean, because when I wrote my review for the... <laughs> it's not a schooner. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking sailboat. When I wrote, <laughs> when I wrote my review for the, the Hype Geek, I mean, I gave it four out of five. I would give this six and a half over ten. I, I think. Well, I, don't, I do far. I do. We did a five asshole around this part, but I mean, for me, it was very much like the, tur- the second Turtles movie. Mm. My expectations were tempered. Mm. I wasn't expecting the Force Awakens. I wasn't expecting. Um, I'm trying to think. What's the best, biggest fucking sci-fi thing to come out recently? It's hard, right? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I, I mean, the Force Awakens did very good, but it did very good remix in the original as well. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for me, it's like no, it's a four out of five. It's like it's not like um, I wasn't. Maybe it's my my for Independence Day for an Independence Day sequel. My five is probably a little softer than it should well, be. Well, I mean, considering that this was a movie that when it was first announced, I thought like, oh, this is going to be a fucking train wreck. Yeah, and what, um, but when I was writing the review, I was like thinking in my head like, how are audiences going to I have no idea because we're getting to that age now. There are kids who have grown up who don't know who have seen this on the back end of screens yeah, all the time. Yeah. I mean, I and I've no, I haven't seen any stories about how it's been received for the first few days of opening box office. Um, uh, Finding Dory is probably going to beat it. Yeah, but I still felt like I was came out of it totally satisfied. It was as satisfying to me as the first one was, and more so because those extra sci-fi elements. Jeff Goldblum doesn't die. He does a lot of hand touching and everything else. I was perfectly happy with it. Um. Uh, I I cannot agree with you there. Um, mm. I was not. I mean, I didn't. I was. I was. I wasn't bored. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I, I you know I was a little underwhelmed by it. I felt that um, it was. It it didn't touch the original as far as I was concerned. Um, I was. I did. I mean, like what you were saying. Like I really did like the fact that they found a way to add to the story. 
Yeah. That it wasn't just um, a rehash. It wasn't Home Alone two. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really appreciate. They expanded the world a lot. Like I really appreciated that that they expanded the world. Um, and in some of those cases, I thought they expanded it nicely. And in some cases, I wasn't like I like the idea of the sphere. Mm -hmm. But uh, once the sphere started actually fucking talking to them, there was something about it that just sort of didn't, it's searing. It didn't ring true to me. Yeah. You know. Um, Hi, I'm here to help everything. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Um, some of the things felt incredibly convenient. I was very, I, I didn't like the way they handled Bill Pullman's death. Mm. Um, but as I said, I think if they had made that like feel like the end of the movie, exactly. that would have worked exactly. better. Exactly, exactly. That's but all I they needed to do. But I think because of the multicultural, the multicast, I think that's that, that that dragged them down a bit. No, no. I mean, like they, you're, I mean, fuck. You're talking like a, a max of one minute extra. Mm. That's all you're talking and, about. And, and, and three more sound cues. One, yeah, one minute, one more minute of footage and three more sound cues. And one, and one, um, one, um, Patrick Bateman. What? Christian Bale? Christian Bale. One Christian Bale on a mountain going, yeah, would have nailed it a bit right. more. Was it Empire of the Sun? Yeah, it's more of a. It's more of a because it, it seems Fuck like that came out of nowhere. Yeah, well, I was like, you know, you need like you need to have his son, his, her, his daughter going around going like, nice one, fucking yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You like, fucking did it, Dad. I love you, man. You're the best. And then suddenly... Yeah, then it comes out. Yeah, yeah. I, I admit that is definitely a flaw. And then, you know, they have like, oh, we're going to kick his ass. Like, oh, no, we can't. We're locked in. I mean, they, they, they jumped around with that. I did like the Charlie, Charlie's character of like, you know, saying like, oh, they haven't changed their second 20 years. So we can still fly this. It's handy. <laughs> they, haven't, they, haven't, they haven't invented ignition keys. But yeah, I mean, that's... There's all this too. I mean, I do... The concept right now in my head, and we'll look back at this in a year later to see, again, how the box office does here, and in China. Um, the concept alone of, right, let's retrofit all our shit with massive fucking interstellar engines, go meet some aliens, have some misunderstandings. And like, the fact is, like, the, the alien says, like, I want humanity to lead the, the charge, because you're the only ones who've killed the queen. We're like, fuck yeah. Oh, we should get to the problematic element. The African warlord and Lloyd. Floyd. Mm, oh fuck! I mean, like it's, it's. I was watching it the second time, and he 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 vacillates between noble savage and educated like individual. He's like, oh, I see what you're talking about here. It's like, hmm, kill aliens. You know, like, I, it's a weird, I, it's a weird it, it's, thing to spend time on. It's weird, but I was hardly affected by it because it's it's a Roland Emmerich fucking Independence Day sequel. It's going to be slightly tone deaf at some points. Yeah. Go back and watch the original. I remember the original very well. Mm. It is just as tone deaf as this yeah. one. Wow. Uh, but not just... Look at any Roland Emmerich movie. Yeah. He is big on spectacle, light on nuance. Yeah. Always. But Always. Always. I mean, like, bad, Michael Pay gets a bad rap when it comes to that sort of thing. Like, yeah. big on spectacle, bad on nuance. You know, Roland Emmerich is just like Michael Bay. It's just that Roland, but there's less slow mo it, flags. It's just that Roland Emmerich is less jingoistic. Yes, he's he's more humorous. Yeah, he's got a more um, German take on it. He's <laughs> he is German, know, I mean, right? Yeah, he is German. You know, I mean, but uh, all of his movies have those cardboard cutout sort of. You and know, you know, he's doing another one now called Moonfall. Yes, the Moonfall into Earth is like, dude, do it, do a period drama or something. He has. <laughs> what was it called? It was called. Um, it was that one where uh, Shakespeare, that Shakespeare movie where like. Oh, it's like the guy who was behind Shakespeare. With Reese Evans, yeah, 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 yeah. He was like the 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 about Kit Harrington. Kit, no, Kit Harrington is the guy from Game no, of Thrones. Kit something or other. Fuck, what's that movie called? It's gonna <laughs> fucking kick. 
<laughs> untitled? Yes, that's it. That's Is it untitled? It. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. I got that. That was not IMDb. That came to my head. Although, that's... I, I, Look at this shitty grin on him. Look at him. <laughs> I'm going to post this. This is, the, this is the episode photo. It's just throwing Lemerick in front of the space to go and like, holy shit, they gave me enough money for a sequel. Anonymous. Anonymous, yes. I didn't see that. You see it? I didn't see it. Well, yeah, Independence Days in Cinemas now. Um, let us know what you thought about it as well at Podcast at Mick and Fries. View it, podcast at Mickey and Fries. If... Um, you enjoyed it you didn't enjoy it you had huge problems with it let us know yeah um it's as i said it was a weird movie you see certain movies and you think well i used to think this when you walk out of a movie you think oh this is gonna be huge and then the scott pilgrim thing happened yeah and i i, I mean no, walking, I mean, walking I mean, out of walking out of teenage mutant Ninja turtles 2 i thought okay this has fixed the problems of the original it should do better and it did not didn't. do as good as the first one no. um because people people got burned how did it get burned they got burned no but this is a weird year for movies yeah um a lot of sequels have not been doing well yeah um and uh, you know, like a lot of sort of. Uh, and next year is going to be all already superheroes fucking each other. You know, I mean, a, a lot of movies that that were sort of um, greenlit, intending to be these temple movies, there's very little excitement for it. Yeah. I mean, like uh, you know, uh, like like BFG. There's actually not much buzz about BFG. It looks a bit off. I don't I, like I know, it. I know, but if you were to, you know, like... Uh, it like, looks like CGI, the movie. Yeah, It's but, not BFG, it's CGI. But, but, you know, five years ago, if you were to say that um, an adaptation of BFG directed by Steven Spielberg wasn't going to drum up much excitement, yeah. you'd say, like, you're fucking crazy. Oh, no, I was not crazy for it, but I mean, those, I mean, those trailers I mean, just I mean, don't I mean, me. it looks like Bridge of Spies might, might outgross it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and who would have thunk? You know, um, yeah. but to be honest, if, once if you, you see the, you, once you see you those look, trailers and you see the way they've treated the BFG, yeah, it's it's an effect. It yeah. looks like it's, it's it's uncanny valley. Yeah, and also like Tarzan. Tarzan is a fucking massive movie yeah. with with um, you know it's got David Yates behind the camera. David Yates is a very respected director. Yeah, yeah um, and it, the director of the last two Power, Power movies, right? That's what it says in the in the, in the trailer. Yeah, well, he directed like. Most of the Harry, like he's he's, he's produced them all. Yeah, he's yeah. directed more Harry Potter movies than anyone else. Than you are, um, but he also directed um, the BBC fucking you know State of Play, mm. which is great. What's his name? Morrison. David. David Morrison. <laughs> Marcy. Marcy, not Morrison. Marcy. Yeah, David Marcy. Lovely guy. Lovely guy. Lovely. Lovely. Ah, oh, no, he's, he's he's lovely. But if you see him on The Walking Dead, he's an evil prick. And when you see him, uh, when you listen to him, uh, when he used to cover for Mark Mode and Simon Mayo, mm. he's delightful. He's delightful. He's one of the best replacements <laughs> they have. Not like fucking Zoe Ball. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Like, when did Zoe Ball come into it? That's awful. I hate her. I hate. I was like. <laughs> Uh, you're listening to BBC Six Music, and now it's the uh, Mark Mode and Simon Mayo show. This week presented by Zoe Ball. Delete. I just can't handle it. I just, and not, it's not a sexist thing. It's just like her energy does not match that show. That show is having a sit down. A, is, she, a, is she still married to Fatboy Slim? No, I'm not sure. I don't know. What's his name? Norman. Norman. <laughs> no, no, don't, just leave it there. Just leave it there. Norman. We've been Mackie and Fries and you've been listening to our Mackie uh, Independence Day Resurgence uh, spoiler cast. Like the fucking calf from yeah. City Slickers. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to name him Norman. There's this one thing. That's what you've got to figure out. One thing. Your finger? My finger? <laughs> the, less, the less said about City Slickers 2, the quest for Curly's gold, the better. It, that movie's got, like, the, the first 20 minutes of that movie's mm. great. Really? The first 20 minutes of that movie is funny. Once right. they once they leave New York or wherever the fuck they are, movie sucks. Ah. I couldn't watch it. I was too in debt. I was too invested in the original. Well, so was I. Mm. Uh, it was like Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> Tie it all back up. Thanks. Thank you for listening.
We'll see you again next time. Bye.